<laughs> yes! Yes! More lightning! <laughs> oh, Igor, pull the lever! Yes! Lower the platform! Yes! Oh, what? It didn't work. No! No! <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your freaky deaky host, uh, Mr. Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein. Mm hmm. So oh, you, you got the PhD. Let's go. Yes. My man. The PhD stands for Pie Hands Distributed. Yes. <laughs> Fucking personally hydrated dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man, how you doing, Glenn? Well, I'll tell you a little story. This morning, I realized how much of a thirty-year-old I am. Uh, I was lifting up a sink because I was doing some caulking around it, cleaning up the old stuff. And while lifting it, I I, I twisted my spine in such a matter yes. of fact that it went, yeah. and just my I went. It was like the sharpest. It was like Christopher Lee telling Peter yeah. Jackson how a stabbing works. It, <laughs> it hurt. When you're in your 30s and hear that sound, it's either going to make you feel euphoric because mm. it adjusted something that needed to be adjusted, or you're going to be down for the count. Yeah, there it was, is no middle ground. It was almost like I had just. I think I was two hours into work, and when mm -hmm. that happened, and I almost was like, yeah, "I'm going. I got to go home." <laughs> I, this this bitch hurts. It's like when one of the McPoyles gets stabbed and he goes, I gotta fix this. <laughs> God damn it. But uh, that sucked. But other than that, pretty good. I got to see a silly little movie with mm. my boy Miguel Magusto. Yes. Creed 3, and that is going to be up on the YouTubes for a silly little review for you guys mm -hmm. to wonder upon. Uh, and then I had watched Frank and Weenie, which we shall talk about very briefly, but here's a little wrench that I'm throwing into this uh, pit right now. Mm. I started Tar. Oh. And uh, I, obviously I didn't get that far yet, but yeah. I did start it, and that's counting for something, Mike. I'm getting that is there. Count that is more than I expected honestly mm. so there we go and yeah. no problem uh i had a rather light week as mm. as far as movies goes i've been actually watching a german series that uh the composer for my film the plea has mm -hmm. been uh peer pressuring me to watch pretty much since we <laughs> met uh it was like one of the first things we talked about is the the series dark and i just finally got around to watching it you know only two years later oh, no big deal uh and so i've been going through that haven't finished it finished the first two seasons there's only three seasons so i only got one left mm -hmm. um 
I really like it so far. But because of that, I only watched four movies, and three of them were rewatches. Unbelievable. Uh, of course, we had Creed Three. There's a review for that up on our YouTubes. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I rewatched uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, the 2022 German film uh, that mm-hmm. is nominated for Best International uh, Feature, Best Picture. Uh, I want to say Best Writing as well. It's uh, nominated for a bunch for a foreign film. Oh, yeah. I, I believe four in total. Um, and so the main reason I rewatched this is because it was in theaters, and I hadn't seen it in theaters since it's a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. And my God. Even though I have surround sound and a 10-foot projection screen at my yeah. home, seeing it, this is like a great example of how much different it is seeing a movie in theaters because it felt like a completely different movie. Uh, there's just like a whole bunch of different sounds that I missed even with my sound, my surround sound. Uh, it was so much more immersive. Uh, so I really suggest people try to see movies if they can in theaters because you, yeah. you're you kidding yourself if you think you're not missing anything. The scope of that um, movie is just it's, it's not huge. It's not for your television. Yeah. It's 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 so much more than that and should be seen like that. Of course, I didn't see it, but I'm just talking shit. Well, I'm you, a hypocrite. <laughs> you can watch it and understand that, man, I yeah. really wish I uh, It's like that movie in 2020, the Tom Hanks movie, the, the um, Grey Wolf or something. It's a Navy movie. Where he's on a ship and they're being hunted by a, a, a German U-boat, but mm. like when I was watching that, I was like, "Man, I wish I watched this in a theater." But of course, then theaters were closed, yeah. So that wasn't an option. Uh, but yeah, really suggest that movie and also movie theaters. Uh, then mm. for the best picture uh, showcase that Caitlin and I are throwing ourselves, we watched Triangle of Sadness. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the one that came up this week, um, which is good because there was only two left, and I would have had to see All Quiet on the Western Front twice in one day. Oh, goodness. If it came down to that. So, uh, yeah, we watched Triangle of Sadness. Love that movie. We do have a review for that on YouTube that you can check out if you want. I also mm-hmm. made a playlist of all the movies, all of our reviews for movies nominated for uh, Oscars, not just Best Picture, Oscars in general. Uh, so you can check out that playlist on YouTube if you want. And then I watched Frankenweenie, which we will get into right now. Sparky is a great dog, a great friend. The best dog a kid could have. When you lose someone you love, they never really leave you. He'll always be in your heart. I don't want him in my heart. I want him here with me. The nervous system is just wires and cables. Even after death, the muscles respond to electricity. When a boy's beloved dog passes away, suddenly he attempts to bring the animal back to life uh, through a powerful science experiment. Yes. Uh, Directed by Tim Burton, written by John August, based on the original idea by Tim Burton and the 1984 screenplay by Leonard Rips, uh, starring Rhinona... I did it again. Winona (laughs) Ryder, Catherine O'Hara, Martin Short, Martin Landau, Charlie Tahan, Atticus Schaefer, uh, Robert Caprone... 
Tom Kenny's in there. Uh, Conchata Farrell. D. Bradley Baker. Uh, Christopher Lee is in there for a second. Well, mm-hmm. He's actually physically in there because they're watching uh, one of his movies. Yeah. Uh, Frank Welker played Sparky the dog. And yeah, so uh, this came up, of course, on Streaming Roulette. And, uh, you know, we had to jump at the opportunity of seeing three animated films in a row. Yeah. Uh, I had mentioned I had already seen this. So, Glenn, I'm going to throw it to you. What did you, what were your first impressions of Frank and Weenie? Shit made me sad, dude. Yeah. Shit made, if you've ever had a pup in your life that just made a genuine impact on, on, on any amount of years that it's been with you, or days, doesn't even matter. Yeah. This shit's going to hit you hard. Yeah. It did me. Um, it made me... Obviously, my dog didn't look like this fucking cretin that is this pup. <laughs> but uh, no, it, especially like just the, the, the sadness of the the young lad, Victor, and just him. Like, I just I just want my dog back when, when whatever happened, happened. You know, just... I was like, God damn you, child. I want my dog back. Screw your fake <laughs> dog. It... it Man, it uh, really made you feel the shit real good. Yeah. And, you know, just immediately, that's like the first 15 minutes, maybe not even. Um, yeah. And it, it puts you in the feels right away. Um, and that's just the feels. Mm-hmm. That's not even, in, like, counting for, like, just uh, going off of how much uh, this was inspired by other films and, mm-hmm. and books and just different things. I thought it was really cool. Um, probably one of my more favorite of Tim Burton's. He's like, he's not as bad as Wes Anderson, not nearly as bad as like where I have to feel like I'm in the mood for a Tim Burton film. Yeah, he's more accessible. Yeah, but uh, he's he's definitely got a, a little, everybody knows Tim Burton movies. He's, he's mm-hmm. a little bit more attuned to how you need to watch it and just, you know, it's going to be it's going to be like uh, lighthearted, well not really, but at the same time, it's going to be like a, it's going to be a kids movie that's going to kind of be freaky deaky and just (laughs) horrifying but also really good messages and stuff like that so i i enjoyed this this some bitch uh, especially the beginning where i was like i want my fucking dog man (laughs) my my bumper i even like i even went on to like look at videos and pictures i was just like i miss that fucking dog i wouldn't bring i would love to bring her back to life is not you know an undead creature but not not like this. I would I would not go to the extent of doing <laughs> yeah. anything like this. Luckily, that's not in the laws of reality. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> so going into this movie, I feel like everyone was thinking, uh, Tim Burton movie about a dog. Surely this can't be sad. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if Tim Burton is known for one thing, it's his cheery disposition. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I saw this first in 2012. I absolutely... Loved it, you know. I was I was I was uh, just off of film school. I uh, had started a film job that was not going as I had wished it were going. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, the guy who was my boss was a complete asshole. Uh, so it was making it like so much worse than it needed to be. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I watched this, and uh, this movie kind of made me quit. It didn't make me. It. it, it I was just like, man. What I'm doing for this guy is not this shit, so I'm gonna just quit because that, yeah. that he was. I cannot stress enough how much of an asshole he was. And, Straight uh, up booty. Uh, I don't know if you've met Peter. Um, I but the, don't think I've straight up met Peter. No. Yeah, the the guy who's distributed some of my movies and um, uh, or all of my movies rather, and 
he produced, he financed uh, Eugene versus Humanity. He that's actually how we met was on that job, mm. and um, yeah, we both agreed that that guy's an asshole. So I, I like <laughs> when when I talked to Peter uh, Peter about it, I was glad that it wasn't just me being like too soft as a, a fresh uh, you know fresh yeah. meat rather. He was just like no that greenhorn. Yeah, that guy's a fucking asshole. So yeah, this movie I I always think of that job when I think of this movie because. Uh, this movie was great, and I was just like, man, if maybe if we were making something like this, I would uh, deal with this bullshit, but I'm not going to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, Don't blame me. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I, I had uh, seen the short film it's based on, the 1984 short film, which is essentially the same. I was actually watching a video today that was side-by-side comparison, mm-hmm. and uh, all of the beats are the same, essentially. Um, and it's it's uh, I'll have to send you that video because it's really cool. Okay. Uh, to see the comparisons, uh, but it is such a fun homage to old classic horror movies, uh, to the point where you see obviously Frank and Weenie Frankenstein that's there that's yeah. not even hidden, uh, but then you have um, like the uh, the tall creepy looking guy that kind of looks like Boris Karloff. Yeah, um, he he's supposed to look like Boris Karloff, and then his his hamster is a, a mummy. Which uh, mm-hmm. Boris Karloff was also the mummy, not just Frankenstein. Uh, you have, um, let's see, uh, references to Godzilla, the Invisible yep. Man, Gremlins, uh, Wolfman, Gamera, uh, mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery, of course, Dracula. The, the, it's just filled with so many homages to these classic horror movies that I feel like any fan of movies in general will love this, but specifically horror movies uh, of the classic kind. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting all the other monsters to pop up. I thought it was just going to be yeah. straight up like a Frank and Weenie thing. But uh, yeah. just seeing all the homages, I was like, oh, my God, look at that. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, look at that. Oh, my yeah. God, look at that. Yeah. And it just kept going. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. And and put a nice little spin on it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I love how this it takes place in uh, New Holland. Which, uh, yeah. fun fact, uh, after this movie came out, the principal of New Holland Elementary School in New Holland, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. which is only like an hour away from us, and my friend Alan lives there. Yeah. The principal of that elementary school wrote Disney and Tim Burton was like, hey, uh, I think that this movie takes place in New Holland, Pennsylvania. And Disney, to their credit, and Tim Burton kind of leaned into it uh, and made it like that's where the official location was, is New Holland, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And... Uh, they even like sponsored a, a float in New Holland's uh, parade that they have every year. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they did a lot of cool things like that. And um, but like the fact that they made it New Holland just so they had a reason to have a windmill. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny to me because uh, I guarantee you that they didn't really um, really base it off of anywhere. They just you know retroactively said, "Oh yeah, it's New Holland, Pennsylvania." Of course. <laughs> well, I, I assume it. Something in the, the whole monster universe took place in Holland, and I just assume that it would be like New Holland. This is the place in in the United States that we're just making it happen. Yeah. Well, I don't know where Frankenstein takes place, but the movie ends in a windmill. Yeah. Uh, and Holland is known for windmills, um, of course. That's so sneaky bastards. Yeah. I. I mean, I yeah. It's been a while since I read the book. Uh, but I thought I always assumed that uh, it took place in Germany, uh, mm-hmm. Frankenstein. But I could be wrong about that. Probably am, it, uh, especially if it took place in a uh, a windmill. It's just the uh, they call the the mayor in Frankenstein Burgermeister, 
which you means know, mayor I have, in German. I have the Frankenstein book. I should probably read it and just maybe I should have done it yeah. before this. But I read damn it. me. Yeah, I've read it. I, it's just been a long time since I've read yeah. it, so I have no idea. Um, but yeah, all the vocal performances in this are great. Uh, Catherine O'Hara and Martin Short being the two main ones. They both play three characters each. Speaking uh, of Martin Short, man's got some range because he did not sound like he did in Treasure Pl- uh, Planet. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a legitimately good actor mm-hmm. uh, that I feel like because he is, um, you know, he's a comedian. Yeah. And has like a trademark style of comedy no one really gets to see, but he's he's great. Uh, of course, he's great in uh, the movie Clifford. Yeah, you gotta, which I'm, you gotta I, bring that back in. <laughs> I cannot stress enough how good that movie is, and uh, people don't. I, I've talked to so many people, and they have never heard of it. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? You not knowing what Clifford is? How dare you? Ah, oh, man. Uh, but yeah, he's he's great in it, um, and uh, so is Catherine O'Hara. Uh, Charlie Dehan is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Atticus Schaefer too, playing uh, Edgar Igor, the Igor type character. He does I a really loved that character. So did I. He does a great um, Peter Lorre mm-hmm. impression, which is what I, I, I'm. I'm. It sounded like him, but then I read and confirmed in the trivia. Granted, anyone could add trivia, so who knows how true that is? Yeah, uh, that he was doing a Peter Lorre impression. Um, but yeah, but, I, I, I thought he, he was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I thought he was fun. I. I mean, he was in the movie like a good chunk, but I, I, yeah. I wish he was in it more like his little side buddy, like his little little friend and just was in most of the adventure. I mean, he was yeah. still in it a good chunk, but I was like, damn, I want him to be in it a lot. He's great. Mm-hmm. Now, le- question. Are you sure. a part of the little conspiracy on uh, the dogs in all of Tim Burton's little uh, if I could stop motion movies? Uh, that they're all connected? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I th- my my roommate is, and she was telling me all about. It. I'm like, as far as timeline goes, it doesn't make sense because Frank and Weenie is the last as far as timeline goes. Yeah, because it, it looks like it takes place in like the 70s or something. Um, what people need to realize is that nine. That, that's the my biggest hate about Marvel is now everyone thinks every movie's connected. I think and this I, was a thing before Marvel was going crazy, but yes, I understand yeah, what you're true. saying. But like it's it's so fucking annoying. Where it's like, why can't things just be standalone? Why well, does it like, have um, to be like this universe? It's, well, it's like the Disney and Pixar thing, and there's always a yeah. connection between them all. Now there is in this one. Um, now I don't think I don't think Frankenweenie is. Zero, or I don't yeah. remember what the bones what, name is. There is there only one dog in this entire goddamn uh, I, it's universe? Just, it's just all it's all connected as far as like uh, the main character and his best friend dog. But I don't think it's all the same dog. There's people it's who think it's all the same It's almost as if a lot of people dog. have lived and had dogs as their best friend, and it's what? almost as if they call dog man best friend. <laughs> so what she was telling me <laughs> is that the timeline doesn't make sense. But she thinks that f- the Frankenweenie is the beginning of the dog uh, and and the Victor character. And then Corpse Bride is that uh, character growing up and then the dog becoming just a pile of bones. And then... They're uh, not even the same breed I, of I, dog. I, I know. And then... Zero um, has floppy ears. Now, I don't remember what the character's name is in Crop... Or, uh, Croppy. Uh, fucking Corpse Bride. But, uh... Then in Nightmare Before Christmas, it's, you know, that's Victor 
not necessarily that character's name or anything, but you know, yeah. Jack is Victor, and then uh, Sparky is is Zero. I cannot remember the dog's name in Corpse Bride though, and it drives me nuts. Uh, Scraps. Is it Scraps? Yeah. So, but, uh, so that's the little conspiracy. Of course, none of it is actually. Um, they're actually connected. It just happens to be each main character is a tall, thin lad, and then of course there's a dog, and then it's dead. <laughs> hey, I got a, I got a suggestion. Yeah. Uh, maybe there are three different fucking dogs and three different fucking stories and three different fucking worlds because Tim but Burton just likes dogs. You also, ever think about that, you dummies? There, there is there. I, he did pay a little homage as far as like a uh, Zero's grave. It, it's definitely not the same. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure Zero's grave, it, I don't think it was on a hill, but there is a grave that looks like very, very familiar to well, it's uh, cause it's Zero's, to Zero's grave, yeah. But I'm pretty sure it said spot. I could be, you know, fucking dumb and blind, which, you know, we all, we all know I am. Also, but, if, if they all were the same person, why would he change the name three times? Don't know. Well, he also would change his own name three times. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's so stupid. Why... <sighs> I hate fan theories more than anyone could ever know. <laughs> Mainly because as the movie guy, people always bring fan theories to me, and I'm just like, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. This is I, just a standalone movie. I, I think apologize it's, for being so aggressive. How dare you? I think it's fun and lighthearted, but I, I will say it's not connected yes, like that. Yes, I, I, I don't know how your, your friend, your roommate was talking about it, uh, mm -hmm. but I've had so many people like fight tooth and nail as if it were 100% fact. And no. I would always just be like, the director says that it's not, it's not fact. Yep. If the director says, no, I'm sure Tim Burton would like play along with this a little bit. It's but if just the, a nice little wink, a little yeah, nod. If you know? the director says no, that is absolutely stupid. It is not real. And I've had people talk to me about that, and I would point out that the director said it's not real, and they'd be like, well, he doesn't know anything. What the fuck do you mean he doesn't know anything? He's the guy <laughs> that made the goddamn movies. Uh, sorry, I, I apologize to anyone that's into fan theories. If people didn't come to me with them all the time, they wouldn't piss me off as much. But it is, it, it's essentially <laughs> like, you know, people going up to Buzz Aldrin and telling him that the moon landing was faked. I, I get the same amount of angry just because so many people do it to me. Uh, and uh, I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even look in the trivia. And with with that conspiracy theory, and mm -hmm. I just I just passed it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had heard it before. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you want to talk about it, yeah, sure, it's fun. Uh, to me, I think Tim Burton probably just had a childhood dog that he misses dearly and yeah. uh, pays homage to it as much as possible. Because uh, that's a much more likely scenario. It's a, it's a fun little theory, but the yeah. timeline is so so fucked that it, it just the wouldn't make sense. The timeline, the characters' names, the, yep. there's just too many things. Apparently, uh, uh, the character's name was Victor in Corpse Bride too. Uh, okay, so yeah, there's, I, I there's at least that. that. Yeah, um, I mean that's also just a, uh, an homage to Victor yeah. Price. Or, yeah. Sorry, that's Vincent Price. Uh, Victor Frankenstein. That's the that, mm -hmm. that one. It's an homage to. So it's not like, you know, I don't know. It's it's a stretch. Victor is a, a very popular name. It's yeah. like yeah, it's no John or anything. Uh, also, <laughs> his last name is Van Dort. It's Victor Van Dort, not Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, dumbasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So uh, yeah. anyway, off the conspiracy theory itself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I that that is a fun fact. 
I just hate it when people are like fight tooth and nail about it. But if it's just something fun to talk about, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah, um, but people have dogs. Surprisingly enough, I don't believe you for a second. But because my <laughs> girlfriend is Miss Peanut Butter, I can't yes. help but believe you in a little slight of way. <laughs> what's What's kind of great about this movie is the whole uh, relationship between the dog and the boy, and then the kind of competition that goes into it with all the other kids about oh, yeah, this from the science fair. This science fair, but at the same time it somehow draws itself away from being more interesting when it comes to that. It's it's really cool to see all the homages and all that, but I, I lost a little bit of interest after it started getting into that. I was like, oh, yeah, cool thing. That. Ah, cool thing. Ah, cool thing. But I wasn't like that super into it once, once it was all going down. Yeah, um, I think it would have been cooler to be more close to mm-hmm. the Frankenstein film where, you know, Sparky runs away, he runs into someone. In this, obviously, because it's a kid movie, he wouldn't kill a little girl, but yeah. he scares a little girl, and that starts, like, the the, the mob mm-hmm. uh, scenario. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I, I love the homages, but it does take away from it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, still regardless, I mean, it's super fun film. Um I would love to show my nephew at some point. Honestly, if his mother hasn't done, because she loves Corpse Bride, mm-hmm. uh, I'm curious if she's shown him any of the Tim Burton films yet. Um, I feel like she'd have to, but yeah, there was like a hot, there was a hot minute where uh, Tim Burton was my favorite director. Um, I mean, he's great. He just you could like from all the other movies, just you could tell how inspired he is by things. Just. Yeah, especially with this one and just all all the things that he's just it he puts in this between all the monsters, all the characters, all that stuff. It's really cool, um, and just with his other movies, you could tell just like f- different types of inspirations, like uh, Cabinet of Doctor Caligari and stuff like that, and just like German you know, backgrounds and all that. It's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, but the God damn, can it get scary? <laughs> yeah. You're like these fucking people freak me out. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the one of the other um, characters that Catherine O'Hara plays is the weird girl that like has the cat and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the creepiest one by far oh my with her, God, with her yeah. eyes and everything. But then she also plays the gym teacher. Yep, which is just kind of funny. Uh, that like all the her characters are so different, and mm-hmm. the the gym teacher being like super loud and aggressive. Uh, and and the weird girl being like quiet and creepy and all that. It, it, she does a great job. Uh, yeah, but like Martin Short with Burgermeister. Sorry, I might be going off <laughs> off a tangent a little bit here. I didn't know that he was Burgermeister. Yeah, because it just didn't sound like him at all. No, Same it did with not. Nas- Nas- uh, Nassor. Uh, Mr. Frankenstein was the only one that sounded like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. Sorry, I kind of went off on the tangent. There. It's it's quite okay. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have too much to say it's a short film um i mean obviously it's not a short film but it's it's short it's great it's adorable yeah and just genuine fun i agree uh i love the artistry in it i love that it's black and white it it, it's uh i'd I'd be interested i feel like i watched the behind the scenes a while back and they actually all the like they shot it like I don't know if the film was black and white, but all the characters were black and white. I could be wrong about that. I could be misremembering. 
but I think it'd be really cool if that were the case where like all the models were black and white. Um, but yeah, well, it, it looks like they've had color. I'm, they're doing it behind the scenes now on the IMDb thing, like a perfect oh, time. They have color. Uh, they were color, and it looks like it just went to black and white. Yeah. Like they weren't vibrant. Obviously, it's not yeah. Tim Burton's thing. And like, I mean, uh, he, he always planned it was going to be black and white anyway. Yeah. Um, Apparently, but, the first animated film that was black and white too. It's kind of. Yeah, I believe that. 2012. That's. Oh, uh, uh, Max and Mary, or um, actually, but I, I don't know if that was 100% black and white. Yeah. Uh, or Mary and Max, rather. Uh, no, there's a little bit, of, like very little color, but it, it is like. If you look at uh, Mary and Max, it's like mostly sepia or black and white with a few red things thrown in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I guess if you're gonna go like that technical, mm-hmm. it's probably the first one. No. Well. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I got to say. I, I think me too. So cool. So that does it for our review for Frank and Weenie. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, heads or tails? Hmm, tails. Okay, uh, do you want to go first or not? Oh, what was the point of asking me heads or tails? <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you want to go first? Or I'll not? just go first. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have um, a coin. I just said something in my head, and I was like, that's what it's going to be. That's, that's it. That. Um, so I, I would put this on the shelf. Um, I think it's a, it's a fun, lighthearted movie. Maybe miss my, my puppy dog. Yes. Uh, Missed that that goddamn old girl. Luckily, she died of natural causes and didn't get hit by a car or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I just just miss her. And this made me miss her so much. And Mm -hmm. it was just a fun movie regardless, even if I didn't have a dog die in my life. Yeah. Uh, It's just a super fun movie. Paid a lot of homages. Tim Burton did a wonderful job. Yes, he Uh, did. So, yeah. Uh, I would agree. I definitely miss my puppy dog. My boy. My Mm -hmm. my boy before my boy. Oh, Um, no. The yeah, bubble boy. He, again, he wasn't hit by a car, but it was, uh, you know, it's always sad losing a childhood pet. Oh, yep. sad losing a pet in general. I, I, yeah. It's, it's, it, I don't know if you put your animals down or if you wait for them to just kind of go on their own, but, yeah. uh, I, I hate being the one to make the decision. Uh, it, but it uh, is the humane thing to do it's, sometimes. It's, it's super fucking rough to yeah, have to, absolutely. Regardless of whether you do make the decision or not, it's just, fucking difficult yeah well that's the hardest thing for me like we're getting a little therapy right now yeah it would be easier for me to just find my animal dead uh well that's what they usually try to do too is they'll kind of they'll kind of just you know drift away and hide in a spot so they don't you don't have to like do anything they just they're just like this is where i'm gonna die now yeah. I hope you but have some, a good day. Yeah, sometimes they're you're they're in like too much obvious pain that you do have to just yeah go for it, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, I love dogs. Love Frank and Weenie. This also goes on the shelf. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, that yeah, Frank and Weenie makes it on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid, and that brings Hell us yeah. to our assignment for next week. Uh, it is my turn to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for those of you who've been listening this year, I have a huge list of movies that. Uh, I have uh, been making Glenn pick a number between. Thirteen. I'm not, tell, I'm not. No, stop it. Oh, I'm not ready for you yet. Mm. I'm not ready, Glenn. When will you Good be God. ready? But anyway, so I have a random number generator here. That's where I'm going to start counting, <laughs> and then you pick a number. Is it still thirteen? Hell yeah. Okay, so we are going to watch a movie directed by David Lowry. Uh. 
who has done, uh, you know, uh, The Green Knight and A Ghost Story and everything. Uh, I have seen this movie, but I don't remember much of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is called Ain't Them Body Saints. Dear Ruth, I dreamed about you again last night. I hold your face in my mind. I think about your hair getting longer. I think about your belly getting bigger. I think about our baby girl. I shot someone. I think I shot someone. It's gonna be okay. All you gotta do is wait for me. I'm confused, Ruth. I don't know why you kids did what you did. What do you want to do now? I'm gonna wait for him. It's gonna be all over the news later. Thought best you hear this to my friend. Hear what? I know you know I'm out, and I hope you know I'm coming for you. Just like I always said. I'm putting into all this right now all by myself. All I'd have to do is tell the truth. Whatever it is you've done, when I see you with your daughter, all I see is good. Maybe I'm just fooling you. People talk about regret. But I haven't got any. I traveled high and far, and now I'm close. I'm so close to you, I can almost reach out and touch your cheek. Did I see this movie? I don't know. I at least definitely heard of it. (laughs) Oh! Wait, did I watch this? Now I'm fucking confused. Uh, I don't know, but we're going to find out next week for sure. Yes. the tale of an outlaw who escapes from prison and sets out across the Texas hills to reunite with his wife and the daughter he has never met. Written and directed by David Lowry, starring Rooney Mara, Casey Affleck, Ben Foster, Nate Parker, uh, Keith Carradine, uh, Kennedy Smith, Robert Longstreet, Charles Baker. Uh, there's a bunch of people in here. Rami Malek's in there. I forgot about mm, that completely. Whoa. Probably before he was like really on my radar. Uh, but that is going to be on, let me see, it's it's on Tubi for sure. Let me see if it's on anywhere else. So there is going to be ads with it if you don't mm-hmm. own it on Blue like, Blu-ray like I do. Um, but everyone can come over to my house and watch it. Of course. Uh, so, so yeah, you can either rent it or watch it on Tubi. Those are the only two options. Uh, the, put this on the list because I have seen it but don't remember much of it and I love David Lowry. Uh, so I mean, you got I'm, it. I'm, ex- I'm excited to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am excited to apparently watch it for the first time, but I feel like I did, but I don't remember. So we're watching it for the first, maybe second and a half or first time. Who knows? Yeah, there we go. Words. So, Ain't Them Body Saints is our assignment for next week. You can catch that on Tubi or rent it, or uh, if you show up at my house, I will ask you to leave. But then also, <laughs> while the cops are coming, we can just watch a movie. Uh, together so there we go ain't them body saints Uh, thank you everyone for listening as always you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com on Instagram we're keystone underscore film underscore review Facebook, TikTok and YouTube Keystone Film Review and on Letterboxd I am Mike KFR and I'm Glenn KFR and what was that (laughs) that will do until next week when we talk about ain't them bodies saints Mm -hmm. goodbye Bye-bye.